Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I don't have to go and run over and hit the thing anymore. It's Sat E Niangi. It's Sat E Day. It's Sat E Time. We're the House of the Black Mask. He's back. Nice. This is the only king you need to worry about on this coronation day. We are the House of the Black Mask. I want to do this. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, this is indeed a king's coronation. All hail. King Tempest. All hail King Tempest, King of the House of the Black Mask. Had this crown lying around. About time I used it again. Welcome, of course, to the Wrestle Talk Podcast channel, where we are here to review the May 5th episode of SmackDown, hailing from San Juan, Puerto Rico. We'll get into that very shortly. Let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below. Make sure to like this video. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. It really helps out the old algorithm. And Sat, yes, sir. it's good to have you back, my dude. Dude, it's good to be back. Uh, being gone for two weeks, I've read everyone's lovely comments saying they missed me. I missed you. But they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, yes. You had to lose me in order to appreciate me. But I appreciate you guys too. So I'm happy to be back for another two weeks. Then I'm gone for two weeks. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> it's my daughter's birthday month, guys. You have to understand I am a parent. That's the reason why I'm off for two weeks. So don't start any conspiracy theories that Sack got fired. One person said he got fired. I did not get fired. Okay, I had vacations planned. Now this month of May, I'm here for two weeks. I'm here this week. Here next week. Gone for two weeks. Back in June, I think. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. And yeah. of course, before we get into our review, make sure, of course, that you check out the book. The book, The New War, WWE versus AEW, written by the fine people here at Wrestle Talk. And the foreword, of course, is written by Ollie Davis. You can go over to uh, WrestleShop.com, get yourself. An exclusive. I don't know why I say exclusive. It's not particularly exclusive. You can go to Amazon. You can go to WrestleShop.com. You can get this new book. It's the most controversial wrestling book of the year. And it will detail 
all of the things AEW and WWE over the last few years, and it is a must-own for any wrestling fan. I have a question, though. Yes. Are you in this book? Am I in this book? Have you written something in this book? You know, that's a good, good question. It's a real good question. Because I said there's like all the articles and stuff like that, and you, you, you're known for masquerading as a writer. Yeah, I do masquerade as a writer. I'm not a writer. No, I mean you are writer. I mean like you. Sorry, you moonlights. I mean he moonlights as a writer. He's no, a man of many skills. I prefer the first one. Uh, this one does not include any works of of mine, of course. Probably something I should have known beforehand. No, no, no. But it's good. It's a question, check, just otherwise. in case. Because people, some people like your writing. They'll be like, "Hey, I want." Are you in there? Is Tempest in there? Tempest's not in there, but still buy the book. The yeah. book's good. I have a question. Whose book does this belong to? This belong well, this belongs to you now, Sack. Congratulations. Here you go. I was hoping you say that, guys. This is now my book. Uh, I'll personally sign it and give it to anyone that meets me at the next Wrestle Talk event. Wonderful. So we're gonna get into our SmackDown review, and we have not a lot of major monumental things on this show to talk about. However, I think most people would agree that the common through line of this episode of SmackDown was the crowd. The crowd in Puerto Rico who have not gotten a televised WWE event probably um, since like New Year's Revolution, right? I was, I was thinking, I was thinking since Snitsky versus Kane. <laughs> yeah, it was like 2005. Yeah. I can't imagine that they've had another televised show since then. Certainly not a pay-per-view. But it meant that this crowd was on fire the entire show, and it was a fantastic crowd, fantastic atmosphere, and I think it really just goes to show how much better the WWE product would be if the crowds were this hot, like, all the time. I'm, I don't want to poo-poo on the wrestling fans in the United States, but yeah. you do have it good, and it makes, especially coming back from the pandemic. Pre-pandemic, I can understand taking it for granted, but you just came back from watching two years of wrestling with no crowds, and you come back, and you're kind of like, eh, golf clap, eh, yeah. bathroom break, eh, I don't really care to react. Please do more. React. This is this is like you could tell wrestlers get energized by the crowd reaction. Mm -hmm. So if you're phoning in your your reaction, they get my phone in their performance in the rings. Like you don't care. Well, I don't care breaking my neck for you guys because you don't care about me too. You paid to be there. Make noise. Make noise. They made a lot of noise on this show. Mm -hmm. And because I said in my edited review, there's not a whole lot on this show that. I would like recommend people go out of their way to see match wise or promo wise. There was some good stuff on this show, but none of the matches were like blow away matches by any means. But the the fans just made every single thing on this show like they bumped it up an extra star the yes. whole way just cuz everybody was into it. And probably the most the most over thing on this show, maybe besides Cody Rhodes entrance, is the LWO. And you might not know it from their booking. Nope. But the LWO are very popular. Yep. They came out to start this show, and they did a promo entirely in Spanish. Yes. Which I am not cultured enough to understand. But I understood Bad Bunny rematch, Rey Mysterio. That's what I got. SmackDown Women's Champion. That's or Raw it. Women's Champion. No, which it. one is it? Raw Women's Champion. It no, it is the SmackDown Women's Champion. Goddamn draft. I can't remember who's on what show. It does, but does it matter anymore? It's 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 a woman's title. It's it one is of a them. Women's it's title. one of them. It's the one in the 
blue. Yeah, it's I'm, the blue one. My <laughs> brain died for a second. I was like, which boat does Bianca have in Rio? Right? Yeah, it's been a while. It's anyway, difficult. Yes. But yes, they came out, they did their promo, and I thought that was really nice to give the live audience something, you know? Yeah. Like something for them. And they get interrupted by the Judgment Day, who come down to the ring, and they start getting in their face. And ultimately, it sets up the main event of this show, which was Dom and Rhea against Zelina Vega and Rey Mysterio. Now, we'll get to that match in a second. Mm -hmm. But just imagine where the LWO could be in very short order if they're allowed to just start winning matches. <sighs> That'd be a dream. Like, these guys are popular. People are into the act. People are into the music. People are into the t-shirts. There's reports going around that WWE are really looking to push the LWO t-shirt today at Backlash. Like, that's going to be the hot seller at the merch stands. And for good reason, it's a good shirt. But mm. if they then couple the push to go along with everything else that is getting this, this faction so over... You could be looking at like a real, real popular babyface stable that they've not really had in WWE in quite a while. If I can be serious for a moment, guys. Um, Lance Storm just arrived. Thank you. I love the reference. He's kind of running from you in the cut of woods. Um, so this is the part where I'm confused about him losing for ages. We've been here this for ages since uh, the golden era of SmackDown in the you know ruthless aggression time when you had Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. The, the Latino demographic was a big thing for SmackDown for ages. And then, of course, untimely demise of Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio's the injuries got too much and poor booking on Raw. They put him on Raw at one point. Mm -hmm. They were looking for that next hot act. You know, we had Alberto Del Rio. We, we had Sin Cara. I don't want to put Mexicos in that whole thing because they were designed to be comedy gags. For ages, Vince McMahon or WWE, the machine, the company, you know, the entity have been looking for the next hot act for ages. To the point where we're like, ah, forget it. Ray, just, just come back, Ray. We, we can't do it. We, 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 <laughs> we've shot ourselves in the foot. Come back. Maybe your son one day, once he gets polished, he can be a next star who knows, find himself. But Ray, come back. So Ray still came back. Dominic has become a house of fire since being a heel. And then you had Legado Del Fantasma on SmackDown as heels initially. And I was happy about it because as a heel, heels can still get, get over and get a Latino crowd, you know, going. But the booking hasn't matched up. And then Rey Mysterio and Santos had the, the whole mask exchange and handshake and respect. And I was like, hmm, where's this leading? Did that lead to a feud between them? Because I did not envision Rey Mysterio being in a group because Rey Mysterio in WWE has never been part of a group. He's been part of random tag teams, but he's never been part Part of a of a faction or a stable. So when they brought LW, I was like, oh, this is great. And then LW loses. Granted, if you're a WCW fan, LWO <laughs> did lose a lot of WCW. That it's is actually true. a very faithful reconstruction. That of is, group. yeah, it's true. I, I, I'm not a guy that read LW on Wikipedia. I, I I saw it. I saw it happen. They never won. Eddie used to berate them for never winning. So I don't like the fact they kept that going because the crowd of today, they're a bit cynical. If you lose a lot, you get branded as a loser, you know, loser. LW should not be called loser world order. Nope, it's Latino. That's what the L stands for. So you should be winning more. So I'm... I'm happy that despite the booking, the T-shirt's over. Santos Escobar, who's clearly very, very talented, should be getting a push towards the main event level. And he can talk in the microphone. He's everything you ever wanted. He's everything you pretended Alberto Del Rio to be. 
a talented promo guy, a talented guy in the ring. And you know, for all we know, allegedly not problematic. So push Santos and push the other guys, you know, Joaquin and Cruz del Toro until they change his name again. Cruz, that guy, watch for his name. And Zelina, one of the best talkers, one of the best managers. And she was one of the highlights of fighting with my family. Yeah, <laughs> just add that on to the resume. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it was long-winded, but just to get to the point, these guys deserve a push. Give them a push. Give them the tag titles down the line. I know I'm, I'm still in the KO and Sammy train to be tag mm-hmm. team champions, but give them more wins. Give them more wins. I'm done. More wins. Yeah, because I mean, like, ever since Santos lost in the finals of the um, the Intercontinental Championship tournament. Yeah, I remember that one. He, he's gotten, like, a couple of wins on TV, maybe. I think one of them was, like, in January against a job guy. Or, no, it was against <laughs> Kofi Kingston, and LA Knights was against a job guy. Yeah. Th- he needs some wins. He's due. And this show went on, and we'll get to all the other bits, but we went to the main event next. Because the main event was Rey Mysterio and Zelina Vega against Dominic and Rhea Ripley. Now, I thought it was interesting, and I don't think that... Well, there's only so many different combinations you can have here in an intergender match. Mm-hmm. Because you're either going to get, like, Ray or Dom pinning each other, mm-hmm. or Zelina and Rhea pinning each other. And I don't necessarily think that Zelina should be pinning Rhea, even in a tag match like this. Understood. You know? Yeah. So, really, the only other thing that you have here is if Ray or Dom pin one another, and I guess of the options there, you have Ray once again pinning his son. So it's kind of the best possible scenario in a difficult match to try and book. But it was a fine match. Again, the crowd was very much into it. I usually have trouble with the um, mainstream format of the intergender tag matches just because of the, the flow of the match. There's not really a way to, like really get the heat and then the hot tag because you can't do a two-on-one thing unless you really kind of manipulate things. But at the end of the day, that's just a nitpick. It's not have to do with this match, but just the format in general. Because Ray eventually gets the hot tag, and he goes, he hits a springboard uh, crossbody on his son, and then Dom hits a sit-out Michinoku driver. That's just a Michinoku driver. Yeah, it was a good one. one. You're, you're trying to say power driver, but you 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 I got came that. up with a real name in the yeah, end. You're actually, like, yeah. you're like, nah, I'm gonna call him Michinoku driver. That's yeah. what it is. That was actually really good. I'm like, go Dom, adding more moves to your arsenal. He did that move, I think, at WrestleMania as well. I'm like, Dom is starting to get there. He stopped trying to be his dad. I think that mm-hmm. issue was, you're like, you're Ray's son. You should wrestle like Ray. Nope, there's only one Ray Mysterio. Look how lanky he is. Wrestle like psychosis. Yeah, it's honestly a good shout. And Rey Mysterio then hits the 619, and he goes to go up and hit the splash, but Finn Balor gets on the apron, distracts him for a moment, and then Dom pulls him off, goes to hit the, the three amigos, but on the second amigo, Rey rolls him up and gets the pin. I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was good. The crowd really helped it. And then after the match, Finn Balor got in the ring to try and attack Rey Mysterio, and Rey held his own, beat down both members of Judgment Day until Damian Priest came in as the third man and beat him down then. And then we hit the music, because I was like, okay, but why aren't the LWO here? Like, the rest of of Mm. Judgment Day were here. Damian Priest was kind of in hiding, but Finn Balor at least was at ringside for this match. Where Where was the LWO for this? LWO come out with Bad Bunny. And Bad Bunny leads them down to the ring, sends them down into the ring into battle. He's got a kendo stick in hand, and Damian Priest has just stood there 
facing uh, facing Bad Bunny while yeah. all the brawling is going on behind him. He takes a step back. Bad Bunny enters the ring. Dominic goes to attack him. He gets hit with a stick, and then Damian Priest bails, and that's how you end the show. I thought that was a really effective go-home angle that made the baby faces look really strong, which is not mm. something that you can say very often about the LWO nope. and their feud with the with the Judgment Day. The like Kai and Tai. Yeah, and I obviously I think a lot of it then comes to you know they're in Puerto Rico. I think that helps a lot with the LWO going over to end an episode of SmackDown to go off the show as the go home angle for the pay per view. But I just thought this whole thing was a really good piece of business. Yeah, I I, I enjoy the fact that with them not having Roman Reigns to uh, uh, to to center the show around it, they find different ways because we also become kind of tired with the whole bloodline storyline because it's become a retread of what has been in the past. So for me, it's a breath of fresh air. Judgment Day, they were a good um, distraction. They were good on SmackDown. They look good on SmackDown to the point I was thinking, hey, Judgment Day, you should probably think about joining SmackDown for a bit. But in this brief um iteration of them being on SmackDown, they did a great job. Uh, Damien Priest, the last few months of him being made look like a monster, the amount of times he's beaten LWO has paid off. That's what I can say. I guess there's a method to the madness because if if Damien was losing a lot more in these tag matches against LWO, you'd kind of be like, hmm, Bad Bunny's destined to win. I'm actually 50-50, you know, who's going to win. So it's not as easy. It, it could go sending the crowd home happy, having Bad Bunny win. But also, Damien lo- looks like a monster, and him beating Bad Bunny will be good. But, yeah. Also, uh, Finn Bella was a very nice valet. Yeah. I think it's difficult, because Judgment Day doesn't really have a member that can just eat pins on behalf of the group. You know, like, I assume it would be Dominic. You would like, assume yeah. it would be Dominic, but he's the one that got so over as a heel that you mm. can't really affect that aura, especially not going into the WrestleMania match with Ray. Mm. But there's no one on that faction that could just eat the pins because otherwise, I would say you could just have like the star members of Judgment Day be beating guys like Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro in singles matches. Mm. That would be totally fine, and have guys like Santos and Ray be beating the lower level guys of Judgment Day. But there aren't those lower levels of Judgment Day. Hey, I, I would argue. It used to be Damien, kind of. Yeah, it kind of used to be, but yeah. now this is like kind of his yeah. cycle. And also, again, bravo, because WWE slowly have been increasing the number of stables and factions within the company. It hasn't been OTT, but I feel like it's helped the company. It's helped wrestlers. They would have been still stagnating and so forth. So Damien Priest has benefited a lot. And I feel like the last couple of months, during the WrestleMania loop, Judgment Day really came into their own as a group. And it still doesn't make sense that Finn Balor lost the Edge. I know Edge is one of your favorite wrestlers, but I feel like Finn Balor <laughs> could have done with the victory and he could look like a serious threat for the new World Heavyweight Championship, the new big gold belt. Well, we will see. Maybe Edge is going to end up with the big gold belt. That was his belt once upon a time. I Although actually, he's on SmackDown, and I can't imagine that a SmackDown guy. Uh, but I would say, you know what? Yeah, just I, I just want to say, okay, I don't want to contradict what I said in the news, but I think whoever wins from SmackDown, we're going to get to it about the whole tournament thing. I assume that person's going to roll. I think they only go to Raw if they win the belt. That's what I meant. Yeah, I meant that's why. I... But I don't think the SmackDown guy is going to win the belt. No. I think whoever's on Raw, whether that's Seth or whether that's, I don't know. I wish they whoever. telegraphed. I wish they telegraphed it more because we would have less Twitter debates about yeah. this is stupid. Everyone's going against this. What? Uh, I believe that the winner will have to come over to that show, but uh, uh, it should be specified. 
It's not. It's not terribly clear at the moment. It's but not. let us know. Let us know what you think they're going to do with the World Heavyweight Championship. And let us know what you would do with the LWO as well down in the comments below. In the meantime, we're going to get into the rest of our SmackDown review. But another reminder, please pick up the book. Go to Amazon. Go to WrestleShop.com. You can get the new war, WWE versus AEW, with the forward written by Ollie Davis. Detailing everything you need to know about WWE and AEW and their war with one another that seems it's to really only good. continue to pick up as the years go by. It's Make sure that you check that out. Support Russell Talk. We appreciate it very much. It's a real book, guys. It's got words and everything inside it. Words and everything. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We'll get into the rest of SmackDown, however, but before I get into the actual matches and everything that we got, yes. I must say... Mm -hmm. I quite enjoyed the presentation of this set and everything because I know it's not just me, but I understand that some people don't feel the same way. I really do not enjoy WWE's typical set. I don't think anyone does. I think since they went I feel HD, like there are probably like I've never met. I'm being honest. I, I, there are probably some people. There's I've never met them. If you are one of them, please message us on WrestleTalk Twitter or our personal Twitter accounts. Do you like the HD LED screens or oh, the 4K? Because we're not 4K now. I do not. I think, 
I, I have a lot of like broader thoughts about why it's not as good to have like just giant screens everywhere and stuff. Like it, it makes your your wrestlers look smaller when they're coming out of like a giant LED thing. If the screens are all massive, yeah, it makes your people look smaller. Like if you're sat in the crowd and stuff. I but if you come out like this, because they just had like a small tunnel. little screen with an entrance way. That's the star. Like immediately they come out and all the attention's right there, not on the giant screen that's playing a movie and, and such. It was a nice change, but it just reminded me of the Royal Rumble. To be yeah. Honest. It, was, it had a like, Royal Rumble kind of set and it had pivots. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to run around the aisle and turn to the corner a bit and run to the ring. But yeah, I'm with you. I like I like the fact that it was different. I'm always, I'm always a fan of something different, mm -hmm. something that's against the norm, hence why I like the show. Because it was against the norm. It wasn't yeah. a bloodline promo. A tease of Solo might kill his brothers. And then a main event happens where a shenanigan happens in the end. It, it seemed to be the format of the last few Smackdown yeah. when I was dipping in and out my time away. So I'm, I'm happy that this storyline was at the forefront. Technically, it should have been a Raw storyline. But at the same time, they're wrapping things up. So they're treating uh, Raw and, and, and Smackdown as like one, one continuous uh, throw line from, from each other because it's ending tonight. Yeah. You can't mess around. You, that was the go-home show. That was a go-home heat. It's like... Um, Bad Bunny's part of LWO. Yeah. And this, like, a lot of the time on SmackDown, when the focus isn't on the bloodline, it will sort of still halfway be on it, but it just leads to kind of a boring show. Whereas mm -hmm. a lot of the time when it's not on the bloodline and we do think it's a good show, it's because they've taken another angle and have that be the focus of the show. Whether that be, in this case, the LWO or in months past, like when they really hyped the whole show around the Intercontinental Championship Tournament and they did the promo packages throughout and then the big final match and everything at the end. That's what they need to do. If and Bray, when Bray was around, that sure. he used to have promos as well. Sure. And but that's what they need to do, you know? Like, they need to make the, that feel like that's the focus of that episode of the show rather mm. than these are just a bunch of things happening on a show that doesn't have the bloodline on it. And I think they did a really good job with this. And the first match that we had on this show was the OC facing the Viking Raiders after their absolute demolition of that team last week. They went out there and pretty much just demolished them again. It was a little bit more back and forth than it was last week where it wasn't back and forth at all, where uh, like Ivar hit his top rope splash. Valhalla was getting involved and like tripping up Luke Gallows, but like everybody was over. This is where I was really starting to notice that like, wow, this crowd is hot. It's not mm. just because it's, it's the LWO and it's not just because it's the first thing on the show or anything like that, but Doc Gall Luke Gallows was getting unbelievable response coming in with the hot tag and this was a really fun match and it probably wouldn't have been without this reaction but like it was really solid stuff AJ Styles was on commentary he was talking a lot about the World Heavyweight Championship so it would lead me to believe that he's going to be one of the people from Smackdown that'll be challenging in this little double three-way tournament deal that they're doing as long as he's healthy of course and yeah Valhalla tripped up uh, I think it was Carl Anderson might have been Doc Gallows Doc Gallows, Luke Gallows, same thing. Meechin took her out with a dropkick on the outside, and then they hit the Magic Killer and beat the Viking Raiders. So, Yay. like, there, there's a few things. If you want to go go against this and say, like, why are the Viking Raiders still losing matches? I'm, I've kind of given up on that. But at the very least, this is, like, a new match, and I, look, I watched the Good Brothers 
wrestling on the show, and I was like, huh, this is this is a team that I haven't seen on the show like time and time again for the last few months. So in that sense, it's the draft working, and it kept my attention. That's really all I can ask for. You had two former IWGP Tag Champions duking it out in the ring. It's a very good point. And I want to add the fact that the Viking Raiders have mostly lost to Bronco Shea and now the OC. Banger Brothers. Oh, yeah. that oh, Yeah, yeah that, that's a thing as well. Okay, I feel like there's a lot of worry because we made fun for ages. We were weary of this, the new vicious Viking Raiders because sure we, knew, we knew that eventually they were going to start losing again and now they have to start losing. You can say they've built enough goodwill, enough vicious attacks and enough victories for them to take this kind of loss because the OC needed this. You don't understand. Like It's been a while since we've seen a group together. When AJ Styles was out of an injury, they just went, you know what, Anderson, Gallows, just go to your main event for a bit. Meechin, you know, hang out with Candice LeRae for a bit. So for me, they need to look like a united front. I'm happy for Meechin. Meechin looked like a, a, a an equalizer. Like, that's the reason why they put her in the group in the first place. Because they were getting, you know, punted in in the, in the never regions by, by women and they couldn't fight back. And Meechin's meant to be the one that's meant to stop that from happening. So she did stop that Valhalla. So she is making the right decisions, the right moves for being a part of the group. And AJ Styles is back. Yay, AJ's back. Yeah. I'm showing more enthusiasm than Michael Cole did when he got drafted. Like, right? like <laughs> AJ's back, guys. While we're not hyping up the fact that Phenomenal One's been gone for a while and he's back. So like you're saying, the draft is taking effect. The OC in a different brand. On the blue lights, it looks a bit different. It looks a bit shiny. looks a bit new. And I can't wait for them to drill it into the ground for the next few weeks. And then we won't be so positive anymore. Yeah. That's always the thing. It always is fresh the first week. Yes. And then the next week, like, rematch. Or do a six-person tag because Valhalla hasn't wrestled yet. And then, you know, you got Meech in there itching to hit someone. So do a six-person tag. So that way, it's still a bit fresh. And then move on. Because that's the thing with the tag titles at the moment. Is like, until... Sammy and KO are done with the Usos. The tag titles are still stuck in purgatory. You got these tag teams, especially on Raw, because at the moment, technically, there's only one brand or the traveling around. It, yeah. There's a whole, there's a mess that's not been fixed by the draft. That's what I can say. Yeah. A good show, though. Overall, because of the crowd, and a match made much better because of the crowd. Uh, Bianca Belair came out next to cut a promo, and she seemed a little bit like, I don't know if flustered isn't the right word, but she was kind of losing her place a little bit here and there. But she had just like come over from a tour of Europe, so I'll, I'll give her a break. Jet lag's a thing. Reading promos while jet lag is not the one. Yeah. But she makes a point to say that if she wins at Backlash, she is going to become the longest reigning WWE Raw Women's Champion of all time. Surpass- I mean, it feels like Becky Lynch's reign was yesterday, but I guess it was three years ago that it ended. It is wild what the last few years have done to me. But, yeah, she is going to try and beat EO, and she is going to try and become the longest-reigning women's champion. And that was Uh-oh. the point of her promo. I don't know if she will. Uh-oh. I would imagine. <laughs> They're both on SmackDown now, so. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, the reason I say uh-oh is because it seems like WWE are obsessed with accolades. That's the reason why Roman Reigns is still champion. Yep. I feel like they like hammering home. Longest-reigning champion in the modern era. More than longest reigning champion in five years. Longest reigning champion in 10 minutes. I feel that's the thing now. So that's why it worried me, the fact that they're highlighting it. Because um, if Bianca is going to lose, why not lose to Oscar WrestleMania? Again, I want Eosky to win. I'm not against Bianca Belair's title reign. 
she's done really well. In fact, her going to SmackDown actually solves a lot of issues. She will not be beating the same women over again, even though some of the same women did kind of draft over to the <laughs> new show she's at. But she's got fresh uh, opponents to face. So uh, you can argue both ways. Either we get a new champion in Eosky, which would be great to see the dynamic of Eosky, who's been like more of the hench person in uh, in the damage control now, being kind of like the leader because she's the champion. And you've seen like probably Bailey. And Dakota may not win the tag titles. And you see how Bailey feels about, hey, I'm happy for you. But really, I'm kind of envious because I couldn't beat Bianca three, four, five times. And you have. And this is not great. You're here to help me. Why am I helping you? That That's a story that we could look forward to. I'm going to fresh up the division a bit. Or Bianca still wins. And it'll lead to Bianca versus Rhea at Mania next year, which was kind of teased. Yeah, I have no idea which way they're going to go with this. If I if it was up to me, I would really like to see EO be champion just because I'm a huge fan of EO Shirai. Me Sky, too. Pardon me. And no, see, have you stopped saying, have you stopped saying uh, Walter now? Have you stopped no, saying it? No. Who's, pu- who's pulling you? He can say Walter and you can say EO Shirai. Whatever makes you feel happy because people still understand who it is. If you're a wrestling fan, you know who's conveying. A lot of the time it is just because like, you know, muscle memory and everything. It's just like, yeah, she's Io Shirai. That's who she is. And I don't watch Raw. If I was watching Raw like every single week and having to say Io Sky, Io Sky, Io Sky, maybe it would be hammered into my head a little bit more. But either way, point Mm -hmm. is, I really want to see her do well. I would really like to see her as a main roster women's champion. I think she is potentially, possibly the best in-ring performer they have in the women's division, if not definitely them and, them, in the yeah, top her, tier. Her and Oscar. Her yeah. I've got an Oscar and EO agenda for SummerSlam. That, oh. if, if that happens, yeah, just know this, 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 this image, that's me. Happy <laughs> if that could, Yeah, happy I'm like... <laughs> I would really like to see, because I'm still banging the drum of turning Bailey babyface at Money in the Bank. And 110%. And I think that you could definitely do a thing with that if... She was going in and trying to challenge a newly championed Io Shirai for the title. I think you could definitely do that, and that's really just me pushing my own agenda. But I think it is kind of time for something new, something fresh. I do. I was the one that was saying that Bianca should win at WrestleMania over Asuka. <gasps> Why? Wait, was I sitting next to you when you said that? Probably. <laughs> just because, like, I didn't feel like they were pushing Asuka to the point that, like, like she, I when she came back as Kana. I was like, awesome, there's your next champion. And then she was the same old Asuka for like another couple of months. And I was like, nah, I guess I would probably just give Bianca another big win. I know what you mean. You know, just like, okay, if we're not going to go all the way with it, might as well go all the way with somebody else. Nah, but for me, it's like, listen, I'm with you. In my heart of hearts, you you, you look at the matches, right? You look at the card, you're like, okay, here's how, they're going to make the crowd happy with that. They're going to disappoint me there. They're going to make the crowd happy, but they're going to disappoint me there. So in my mind, I was like, Charlotte could potentially lose. She has to lose because Rhea's mm-hmm. re- rebirth needs it. And I was like, are they going to make two women lose the title at the same time? I don't know. And then Oscar's never won a WrestleMania, which to this day still blows Wild. my mind. Yeah, exactly. So for me, for that reason, I was like, please, I don't care how limp the storyline's been. Everyone, people, History will show that people forget how she got there. It's the fact that she she came back to Rumble, she won Elimination Chamber, she won a Mania. Forget the TV before that. Forget the fact she was just spitting green mist and, you know, looking creepy and Bianca looking like, what the heck's going on? That was the, that was the build for it. Mm-hmm. But if they gave her the title, it would have 
erased everything and it didn't. And it's the reason why Oscar is off TV right now for us to forget that they botched her return. They've botched main roster Oscar. She's not NXT Oscar. And no, do we want it to be NXT Oscar? We want Oscar to be dominant. I know, I understand not looking back and looking forward. That's why I said I don't want NXT Oscar. But I want Oscar as Connor, as a killer clown, just dominating people. But I don't think they're they will ever allow Asuka to dominate the way you want her to. Yeah. When you watch her wrestle, you can see she's holding back a lot. Because Asuka in NXT, she was pot- potatoing people, but it looked more realistic than what she's doing now. Right now, it's kind of like, ah, pedestrian stuff. I'm just not trying to hurt you guys. But she used to go in. She was a hard striker. And it could be again. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think EO winning means that we get a bunch of new fresh matchups. And at that point, that's just kind of what I want out of WWE. But the end of this segment was damage control coming out and Bailey saying that uh, when EO wins, that means that SmackDown and that title and that idiot Michael Cole belong to damage control. Bailey knows what's up. They get in the ring. And this was the part of the segment I actually really enjoyed is they all go at Bianca Belair. Yeah. And Bianca like beats them all down three on one as like a a strong baby face and finally the numbers game just overwhelms her when she gets Bailey up for the KOD and EO Sky uh, just hits a springboard drop kick on her. But I really liked that I was like, yeah, Bianca is just this like champion that is able to fight off three heels all at the same time. And sometimes that can be a little bit obnoxious if your top baby face is like indestructible, but like there was an appropriate amount of fight back just to to balance out this segment for me. And then Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez came out to uh, to fight them off. And that was the end of the segment. And I thought they set up a six-woman tag later in the show. But, nope, it's for later. It's all enough stuff, though. Yeah, but uh, at least if they've given us enough to want more. Because I was like, this is this makes sense. But I'm, I'm with you when you said that Bailey should turn babyface. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Bailey's now in the twilight of a hill run. And when you think about her, heel runs probably lasted longer than her babyface run on the main roster, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, she's been this. Yeah. She's been a role model longer than she was Hugger yeah. Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means it's it's close, but yeah, I think you're right now. I f- I, and also, I think the fact is she's done everything she can do as a heel. There's nothing more. I think when Bianca beat her multiple times, I was like, there's yeah. nothing you can do with her. And what tends to happen is kind of like with Sami Zayn, is like once you're beaten a lot, like a drum. You just turn that person baby face and it'll, viscer- it'll evaporate all the previous losses because you're like, yeah, you're back as a baby face. You now get a clean slate as a baby face. You start from zero, go. So that's what I want for, for Bailey because I feel like there's nothing you can do. The group is deteriorating a bit and I do see them turning on her and her turning on them because I think the fact that she said, yeah, sure, you can have the title, sure. i go for the tag belts. I was like, mm, that's kind of unhealed. Like, that's almost like she's being gracious. They so have to be there being ungrateful and she's kind of putting up with it and eventually she's kind of like, you know what, enough's enough. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave we'll me see alone. Goes, I'm really looking forward to that match at Backlash and seeing what we could potentially get for the next few months. Uh, Karrion Cross was backstage. He talked about some spooky nonsense. And, and his hair's getting longer. I'm hair sorry. is getting longer. TikTok and all that. Do you like his? Do you, do you think as as his hair gets longer, does it look much more palatable for your eyes? <laughs> sure. I, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. I still think he should shave his head. See. You said, see, he said it. He said, I don't I feel strong. I guess, yes. It's, it's better than it was like when he came back and just had like the scruff, but like, just shave your head. No, because I do not know, but I feel like the longer it gets, the more people will tend 
to accept it. I think it, he didn't look much of a psycho when his hair was in that in-between awkward phase. But it's leaving the awkward phase and now it's not falling out his face like a sociopath. We'll see. We also had our only Bloodline segment of the of the show where backstage the Usos were talking with Solo Sokoa and Jimmy said, like, ah, are we going to get him solo? And Solo just, like, doesn't respond. And Jay kind of gets right up to him. He says, my brother asked you a question. Who's? And Solo goes and he says, yeah, I heard. I backlash, I'm going to do my part as long as you do yours. And he's taping up his thumb. And I don't know why he's taping up his thumb because they didn't have a match on this show. I, I guess it's the only thing that they have for Solo to do backstage is just tape up his thumb. But regardless, maybe he'll not he's take got, it he, off. He, he's supposed to spike someone like catering. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he wanted some nice, you know, chicken salad and he knew there was going to be a long queue. So he's going to He, he goes and he everyone. has to, yeah. he's got to train in the gym. Train spike. Train, oh, yeah, train in the thumb. Yeah. He does thumb wars. He can never lose because he's taping thumb. Taped He's up. a thumb wrestler. <laughs> so Sokoa is a thumb wrestler. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it was interesting. I like the the bloodline bits on this show when it's like little things that don't distract from the overall picture and have too much time dedicated to but it at this point. At the same but time, we've seen it before. I have. I'm not. I'm still not into it the same way that I was. Mm. But it was just like it's a lot more palatable when it's a one minute thing as opposed to half the show is dedicated to them. But I like a positive tempest. Look at that. He's he's really remaining positive. Yeah, I had a lot to be positive on this show about. Um yeah, the Street Profits beat Imperium. It was another fairly quick and straightforward match. I think just another match to kind of like send Imperium to their show with a loss. Oh. Give the Street Profits another win on their show. I, I guess you know what? Nice fresh matchup on the way out because unfortunately they will never they won't be in each other's uh, they won't mm-hmm. be in the same shows each other for probably like a year or probably never because the street profits everyone think they're in the twilight of their tag team um, career everyone keeps thinking that but it might not be true uh, Imperium from what I remember in NXT were an unstoppable tag team they rarely ever lost so for me it's a bit weird seeing them getting you know losses eating the pins and so forth. But like you said, it makes sense. New group, this is your, your show. Old group, um, you're leaving the territory, do the honors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really all there was to it, Giovanni Vinci did a lot more high-flying in this match. Ooh. He did like a big crossbody off the post. Did a, did a moonsault into that the ring. That was good. Point. Yeah, he's good. There's a lot more of like what we saw in the Cruiserweight Classic when he was in, Baby mm. and Eichner. But uh, yeah, solid stuff. Again, really elevated by the by the crowd, and then Cody Rhodes came out, main event star Cody Rhodes came out, he got a promo, and he's been doing a lot to uh, make sense of his booking, I think, since WrestleMania, and he did a pretty good job here, I want to say, because he comes out, and he really talks up Brock Lesnar, and he says that Brock Lesnar is the gatekeeper of the WWE main event scene. And he says that people go their entire careers and make a lot of money without ever having to face Brock Lesnar. Mm. And they'll be content with that. But in order to make it to that upper echelon of WWE stardom, you have to go through Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar chose to face him rather than the other way around. And he still doesn't know why, but he's going to beat that answer out of Brock Lesnar at Backlash. And he says that when he does that, he will get back on the road to finishing his story. That's more or less... The, the gist of the story. He called him a bunch of names, called him a coward and, and such. But I thought this was really good. His delivery is always awesome. Cody mm. Rhodes is one of the best promos in WWE. He's got 
everything. The people were really doing the whoa thing. Again, the crowd were hanging on his every words. He spoke Spanish yeah. at, the, at the start of this promo. Yeah. And Brandy tweeted out later that, like, oh, he doesn't speak Spanish to me. Lol. He must be, must be special there, Puerto Rico. Well, th- there is that urban legend that he's part Cuban. Yeah, I've always heard that. Yeah, from his mom's side, mm-hmm. obviously. Unless Dusty's been hiding something. <laughs> <laughs> the Cuban dream. Yeah, the Cuban very dream. very different. Now, okay, so people keep saying, what is the reason for Brock Lesnar attacking Cody Rhodes? And I kept saying this. This is, for me, the most valid reason why he did it. Until Roman Reigns loses the World Heavyweight title, or the undisputed Universal world something heavyweight galaxy championship belt Brock Lesnar lost he cannot challenge for the title long as Roman's champion had Cody won that would have opened up that would have lifted the ban Brock can challenge for the title Cody failed Brock is mad I still can't fight for the title you let me down it's a simple case like I won the title you should have won the title they believed in you I stupidly believed in you you let them down. You let me down. Most of all, you made me. You let me down. I'm, it should be like Brock doesn't like disappointment. You disappointed me, so I'd snap you in half. It, it's simple yeah. as that. It's simple. I really like it. Because yeah. even said that who um, whoever comes at the team of Cody can't turn for the title. Obviously, it's me because I can't challenge for the title anyway. It's a simple case. He wanted to be champion again. He can't until Roman loses. But wait, wait, wait. There's a world heavyweight championship belt now. I am a free agent. Uh oh. Uh oh. Someone hire this man to book. I think that's a really good explanation for all of this. Thank you. A good promo, though, from Cody Rhodes. Yeah, it it was a good promo. And the sad thing is what I'm saying, which is like the smartest, the most logical reason why they're not going to do that. They're going to convolute it. Cody did a good job. He's a gatekeeper. Sure, Brock cares about gatekeeping. He doesn't care about gatekeeping. He usually just breaks the gate. Be like, um, I'm back, guys. Oh, you're a champion. Oh, sure. I'll, you ain't, I'll take your belt. Brand split. I don't do brand split. I'm a free. He's brought Lesnar. He does whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. That's that's the character. Agreed. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura took on Karrion Cross, and what I thought was a surprisingly good match. Low. I don't know what I was expecting out of this. I mean, when they announced that this is the direction they were going with Shinsuke Nakamura and Karrion Cross, I wasn't terribly excited by any means. But they had a good little match. Shinsuke Nakamura did his Shinsuke Nakamura things, the come on, the good vibrations kicks, like everything. He was getting his kicks in, strong style bits, all that. And Karrion Cross, not all of his offense looks good. Some of it does. I think his suplexes look good. He went for the, the cross jacket. And Shinsuke Nakamura got distracted by Scarlet, and I thought that was just going to be the end. I thought that was going to be it, and then Cross would put on the cross jacket, and that would be said and done. But Shinsuke Nakamura powered out and ended up hitting the Kinshasa for the win in another hot match because the crowd was really hot. And I keep reiterating this, but I must say, this is the most important thing on the whole show. Del Fuego! The crowd was Fuego, man. There was muy caliente. They were incredible. Oh, incroyable. But um, great. That's, that's, like, that's really good that stuff. French. Yeah. I said French. Incroyable is French. But anyway, shout out to French watchers. Um, so, I, 90%. Or 95% thought Shinsuke is going to win because he mm-hmm. just came back and Karen's been eating pins. So it's kind of like if he lost, yeah, whatever. And if he won, oh, okay. So in my head, I was like, Shinsuke is going to roar. Again, he's leaving the territory, but he's not pointing off a Karen Cross because Karen Cross is not really doing anything. I'm starting to think that at this point, Karen Cross should 
be in like a makeshift tag team for now because he's kind of like in the holding pattern. So usually people in the holding pattern they put him in a tag team or something. Anything mm-hmm. to give a reason why. Why are you still on my screen if you're not feuding with anyone? I think, weirdly enough, I was, I was about to say just put him and Riddick Moss in a weird... <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Cause I he, was just thinking Riddick Moss. Yeah, I don't know why. It's kind of like Riddick Moss is kind of like a blank canvas template. So you can easily see him being manipulated by Karen Cross like, you lost the way. Join me and I'll show you your way, you know, Mr. Moss, you know, all that BS that he, he says. Uh, there could easily be a, a short makeshift tag team or, or, you know, if it works, a credible tag team. But at the moment, Karrion's got nothing to do. He's still on SmackDown. Um, Austin Theory <laughs> is now on SmackDown. LA Knight, still on SmackDown. Yeah. Grayson Waller, now on SmackDown. Yeah. Cameron Grimes, now on SmackDown. Yeah, I'm talking about the mid-card division on SmackDown at the moment. So when you look at that lay of the land and you look at Karrion Cross, you're like, where does he fit in? Should Karrion Cross demolish all the people that I've named? Because that's the only way he can go to the main event because he's stuck on this weird purgatory and we don't know how to get him out of there because there's not enough fan investment behind the character. If Karrion Cross was gone tomorrow, unfortunately, some people would be like, well, you know, it kind of failed. For me, I can see how much he loves wrestling he loves the character work unfortunately because his tag because his character is quite somewhat similar to another more popular guy who does convoluted spooky stuff i think that's what's always hurt him it's like Mm -hmm. as much as you want to invest in carrying cross or the writers it's like bray does his thing that looks almost a bit cooler much cooler so he has to go for psychological but you can't be psychological if you're not really doing a damage. I love the fact he says, oh, all the people I feuded with, they've kind of changed their ways. It's, it's nice, but you're still not winning matches. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy Shinsuke won. Good luck in Raw. I uh, hope you're part of the triple threat and you make it to the semi-finals or finals. Yeah. Well said. Uh, and then the last thing that we had on this show, there was also a segment backstage where Riddle just basically cut a promo down the lens of the camera, just being like, we're going to win a backlash, and just really hammered that home. Then turned to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and was like, was I talking too much? And they were like, no, you said everything. And that was just it. It was kind of weird, but it was fine. It, it, the thing is, yeah, well, just to, to add into what you're saying, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens' mannerism matches everyone else. It's like, oh, I'm still, yeah, I'm still in this storyline. I don't... It's... Copy and paste what I said a few months ago, a few weeks ago. Put it here. Because they've, they've done it. They, bought, they beat the Usos. And they're like, we're still not done with them? So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that this six-man tag match, they win. Because you can argue that Riddle should get the pin. Then Riddle can be the guy to face Roman Reigns at the Night of Champions. It's sure. either going to be Riddle or Bobby Lashley. That is my two cents. I think it might be Bobby Lashley because of how they kept him strong. Or it might be Riddle, because since he's come back, he's been kind of credible, more credible than he's been in the past. So, who knows? Yep. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And the last thing on this show was a recap of all the NXT stars that got called up to SmackDown over the last week or so. And one of them was Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes is backstage with Adam Pearce just being like, oh, Adam, I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to wrestle on SmackDown. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Baron Corbin walks in, and Baron Corbin's like, ah, look at you, last pick in the draft. That means no one wants you. And Cameron Grimes is like, yeah, well, at least I got drafted. You didn't even get drafted. No one wants you. And 
Baron Corbin's like, no, I'm a free agent because they couldn't decide who wanted me more. And Adam Pierce is like, no, no one wanted you. I love that. And Cameron Grimes said, okay, well, then let's settle it in a match. And they're going to have a match next week. And I don't know what WWE's obsession with let's call up a new star and have them face Baron Corbin is, but it is not good. And I would appreciate it if they stopped. Hopefully it's only one match. But I re- see a lot of people were pitching this uh, this like Heath Slater 2016 thing for Baron Corbin mm-hmm. where like he's the one that doesn't get drafted and, and everything. And I think that's all well and good. However, I find Heath Slater a lot more charming than Baron Corbin. And I personally do not want to see Baron Corbin on both shows. What? Baron Corbin is so adorably deluded. But he not a good wrestler. Zach. What you mean? He's His a decent matches. big man. He's decent. He's decent. He's I not bad. Better, I want better than decent. He's listen, with the right opponent, he's gone really well. He he did well against Chad Gable. He can go. Listen, when, anyone when right, can wrestle good against Chad Gable. Exactly. He's not incompetent. He can he's decent in the ring. He's decent. Listen, I know he doesn't meet your criteria, your five star classics and so forth, but there's a room for a big man, six foot six or K Fabe six seven, big guy like Baron Corbin on the main roster. Who can cut a decent promo? Who can do decent character stuff? Do you reason why people like homeless Baron Corbin? And it's because he committed to the part and he was good. He's got a way of delivering it. He is a a-hole. <laughs> and he that says the wrong two thing. two years ago, Exactly. Sad. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's still shaving his head shiny bald so he's not that broke. Because at the moment, he's now has bad luck again. But this time, he's now deluded and he doesn't know he's has, he has a bad luck. Uh, and it's like quite, I don't know, for me, I find something charming about the fact that he's like, well, you know, I'm a free agent. I mean, he's like, both shows. So he sees the positive. <laughs> <laughs> in everything. So, yeah. And also, who knows? He may actually beat Cameron Grimes in this match. And I don't mm-hmm. want Cameron Grimes to be 2016 Heath Slater either. Cameron Grimes was a dynamic character until they made him shave his beard. Yeah. Where's his millions? He made billions or millions. Stonks. Yeah. It's a shame that we had to end on the thing that I'm probably most down on on this show, which is just the reappearance of Baron Corbin. LWO was great. LWO Bad Bunny's part great. of the group. His crowd was awesome. Absolutely awesome. And that brings our uh, review of SmackDown to a close. I thought this was a very fun show. I thought that while there wasn't anything in particular I would recommend from the show, I think overall this episode of SmackDown was worth watching. I would give it like a four out of five. I think it's fun. I think it really helps that a fun crowd just elevates everything that they're watching. Makes me think that SmackDown and Raw would be so much better if they just had crowds like this every single week. I'll give it a three and a half out of five. For That's the, fair. For, for the very Four reason. might be strong, but I like this show. No, 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 no. Listen, if you watch the last segment where Bad Bunny comes out to save save the day, that should instantly give it a four. I just can't ignore the fact that um, we had women segments. We had the mixed tag main, main eventing. But it still doesn't change the fact that, where's all the women? Why didn't no more women wrestling matches? That's what I'm saying. That's the reason why. If, if there was women wrestling, and then I would have been like, yeah, it's a four. But it's like, do women do a women news throughout the show? Don't get, don't, don't get me twisted. It's just that they have a habit of doing this mm-hmm. where you're like, there wasn't a woman's match. 
Yeah, besides the mixed tag. Well, before we get out of here, we have some very special people to thank. Those being our $25 and above pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. You can go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and get your own custom wrestling nickname read out on a podcast just like this one. So a big shout out to the roller coaster, Robert Acosta. Yeah. The Black Plague, Butch Russell. Yeah. The Venerable Jesse Venable. Yeah. The cleaner, Kenny Shaw. Yeah. The British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. Yeah. WrestleTalk's personal <laughs> ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Yeah. He can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. Yeah. Starbucks, Stephen Costa. Yeah. Shield Maiden, the Zornese. Yeah. The redacted one, Jake. Yeah. Will the MS Warrior Stewart. Yeah. He ran. Aaron. Hanrahan. Yeah. Hanrahan. But close. Yeah. Close. Thank you very much to all of our pledge hammers, but especially these $25 and above ones with their own custom wrestling nicknames. You can get your own custom wrestling nickname at WrestleTalk, nope, at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, where you can also see the full uncut version of the latest episode of Survival Series, released just yesterday, where everyone in the PFK Labs has been tasked with trying to name every single world heavyweight champion. I'm very proud of this episode. Make sure you check that out over on PFK and go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk to see the full uncut version and see them just Squirm and flub and everything. It's That's great. why I've never done the show. I'll never do it. I refuse to job. You just win. I, I might job. Well, I you might win. It's not. See, it's not written for me to win, so I don't know. So it's quite risky. I have to, I'm going to be exposing myself to the world as a potential fraud. I'd rather keep my reputation as someone who might know what he's talking about. Have if I do faith. Survivor Series, I might expose myself. You know what you're talking about. Have some faith in yourself, Sad. But of course, before we get out of here, our last plug is for the new war, WWE versus AEW. Make sure, of course, that you go over to WrestleShop.com and Amazon to get your copy of the most controversial, 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 con controversial wrestling book of the year. It won't disappoint. Ollie wrote the foreword, and he doesn't do that for anybody who isn't the best book of the year. So make sure you do that. Sat. Yes. I very much appreciate having you back this week. I missed you. I missed you too. We, they, they, you know what I say? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I've missed you guys watching the show. I've missed this guy, his wonderful masked face, and this crown, King Tempest. Oh, hell, King Tempest. Oh, hell, House of the Black Mask. If you got a black hoodie, a black T-shirt, black trousers, black boots, black pants, black wristwatch, you can join a group, or if your heart's black, you can join the group as well. We are House of the Black Mask. The house always wins. Oh, hell, King Tempest. Oh, hell. And we will see you next week. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.